0: Cast.
1: all right all right all right here we are going into week 12 of the nfl season already it is david schiff on the want bet podcast and as always i am here with the legend miles v miles how was your week buddy
0: hi i'm miles maybe you've heard of me it's a good week, David. I enjoyed football. It was a lot of sweating. I probably lost a good seven pounds in sweat alone. It was one of those sauna type weeks, if you ask me.
1: Yeah, you had one of the most unbelievable sweats of all time uh, for on many different fronts, uh, which we will get to. I weirdly, uh, on Sunday, didn't have uh, any sweats. My, my two games came in pretty easily, which we'll get to, uh, and then Monday night was a hell of a sweat. Great game, though. Philadelphia, Kansas City, rematch of the Super Bowl. Fun game to watch. We'll get into all that. What, you know, another sort of crazy turn of events, just a couple of weeks ago, we were talking about the AFC North and how great they were with all the members in the playoffs. And now, I mean, really fallen apart with two of the four quarterbacks, big time quarterbacks out for the year. It's sort of crazy the the turn of fortune for the afc north
0: yeah i well two of the four are out for the year and i don't think kenny pickett is uh, is that, is is there either cuz he looks horrible i don't even understand what happened to that guy you have failed me for the last
1: Time. It's mental now. It's in his head. There's so much pressure going on. They have been managing to win, sort of. There's a lot of people in his ear, and it's all of this has really just opened the door for the Baltimore Ravens. Uh they really have a clear path now to winning the division, I believe.
0: They do, but they also lost, you know, their best receiver in Mark Andrews. So I don't know how much that's going to affect them. I certainly think it affected them last week. And You know, thankfully, Pittsburgh fired Matt Canada because that has been discussed about as much as uh, firing Staley, about as much as firing Eberflus, about as much as firing, uh, you know, a a whole host of, uh, of different head coaches. But, you know, he's just the offensive coordinator, but he deserves to be without a job.
1: Uh, not surprising with everything that's gone on, and we've already seen this year a couple of instances where firings and replacements have really rejuvenated you know, teams. We've seen it with Antonio Pierce coming in to coach the Raiders. They didn't win last week, but they did cover. Uh, and the new Buffalo Bills offensive coordinator who replaced Ken Dorsey, they had a turn of you know fortunes, played a lot better. So maybe a new OC in Pittsburgh is just what uh, Kenny Pickett needs.
0: Well, it would be nice to see some semblance of offense uh, on that team, uh, especially the week when I bet them to hit the over Uh, Would have been a little better, but nonetheless, uh, we'll probably get into that as we recap our last week.
1: Yeah, we will. But before we get into that, Miles, you know I love a good pop quiz, and there was a lot of very mediocre quarterback play across the NFL this week. So I do have a little starting pop quiz for you. There were four NFL quarterbacks that threw three interceptions last week. Can you name them? Four quarterbacks, three interceptions. Hmm. Correct. And I will give you a hint if you ask for one.
0: Okay. Um, let's see.
1: Was Baker Mayfield one of them? He was not. He was not. So here's my, here's my hint. Two of the quarterbacks were on winning teams. Yeah. So two of them won.
0: Yeah. Uh, Goff, did Goff throw
1: three three interceptions? He did. Jared Goff threw three interceptions to the Bears. Right. Big comeback win for them.
0: Right. Uh, who else did um I don't know, you're going to have to tell me the other ones.
1: So the other winner was Stroud, CJ Stroud from Houston. They beat the Cardinals. Oh. And then the two losers were Sam Howell and Aiden O'Connell from the Commanders and the Raiders.
0: Well, I would definitely call Aiden O'Connell a loser. Don't get <laughs> no, That's not that's an easy one. Um, wow. No, I didn't realize that. I didn't get a chance to watch as many of the games as I wanted to. So uh did not know that. But uh, that is interesting for sure.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Interesting sort of stat. And I'll throw out one more, one more interesting line for you. So here's a quarterback line. This quarterback was 14 of 22, 150 yards passing, one interception. He was sacked five times. He was on a winning team. Can you name him?
0: Uh, let's see. Let me think about who won. Was it Stafford?
1: No, that's not a bad guess. The five sacks is a bit of a hint as well.
0: Oh, well, I was going to say sack Johnson, but they lost, so I know it wasn't them. Might, was it uh, the Giant? Was it is Danny
1: Devito? <laughs> Wrong, New York. No, <laughs> it was not Danny Devito. It was not sack Wilson, who I think you meant. It was Jalen Hurts. Oh, Jalen Hurts did not put up good stats. Oh, interesting. Last night. Okay. And I say last night, we're recording on Tuesday, so we are dropping on Wednesday this week because we want to get involved with the Thanksgiving games, and we're going to later on. So we're out early this week. Uh, we just went sort of uh, free balling and on on the lines, but we're going to throw out some games this week.
0: Yeah, I'm sure they're going to change, but this is really my favorite week of the year for football. This I remember doing this pod last year and just thinking about the family get-together and just seeing all those people that you see maybe once a year, everyone gathering together. And you've got football on in the background. You've got, you know, a spread of food for everyone. And you know, you've got discussions about politics. And, yeah, no, I, lo- I love this week.
1: Greatest weekend of the year for pro football. It used to be just the co- sorry the Lions and the Cowboys. And then it went up to a third game. And now we have a fourth game. Now there's a game on Black Friday. So the NFL knows a good thing. Whatever they can throw at us, we will take uh you know we're all going to be parked around the tv for a good chunk of the weekend
0: yeah that's fun and you know it's funny too because college hoops is now heating up so that's getting fun to watch the nba
1: is in is in full swing so yeah right now it's a it's a nice time to be a sports fan and by the way you and i have completely not even discussed the lead much less buried it we both had great weeks we both cashed this week we were both two and one uh i ended up by the narrowest of narrow margins, edging you on the week just for some bet sizing stuff. But uh, both of us were pretty on target. And I will say that for me, one of my happiest weeks of the show, you know, a couple weeks ago or last week, I was really, really down and kind of thrown with my take. And not only did, you know, I cashed this week and I came very, very close to the, uh, the elusive sweep, but I feel like I handicapped my games correctly. I feel like I was dead on with all of the handicapping and that really made me feel good.
0: Yeah, you look like a genius, to be honest, on Sunday. I mean, your games weren't even close. You had mastered those, and it was just you wanting to watch and have money on what was really a great game between Kansas City and Philadelphia, and you just happened to be on the side that didn't win. I'm not even going to say the wrong side, because that game could have gone either way.
1: 100%. I was one Marquez, Valdez, Scantling you know, touchdown away in that last drive. Look, the chiefs have to look at themselves in the mirror. They didn't score in the second half and they have some issues, but it was a great game. I said it was going to be tight. That was a throw that could have gone either way. There was some, you know, penalties here and there, but it was close down to the wire. I was ahead in that game through three and a half quarters. It just didn't end up on the right side for me.
0: And I don't know if you noticed, but an under came in yet again, another primetime under with two of the most high powered offenses in the league playing each other. You would have thought that they would have been 45 points scored in the first half alone. No, they didn't quite have it.
1: True, although weather was a factor. It was raining, so that probably tempered the scoring just a little bit. But yes, there is something about primetime that's driving the scores down.
0: You know, I noticed that the unders for primetime, both Sunday night and Monday night, have been coming in in a clear clip. And this week, I looked at these unders. I thought, this is kind of just free money. These are coming in maybe, I, I saw one stat at like 70%. I saw another one at maybe as high as 75%. I looked at the games that are being played, and I don't want to. I don't want to touch them. <laughs> they just—they they don't look that appealing to me to go under for some reason.
1: Yeah, but. I don't know what the Sunday night game is, but uh, the Monday night game, uh, the was it the Ravens Chargers? No,
0: it's the Bear the Bears uh, Minnesota. I think is Monday night, and Sunday night might be. The, is it the Ravens Chargers?
1: The Ravens Chargers. Yeah, I know the Ravens are coming. I wouldn't take an under there. I two teams. I don't know what they're going to do scoring wise. Yeah,
0: those are the games. So we're correct. That's good.
1: Yeah, so a lot of football already uh, under the bridge this season. Um, As everybody knows, we put $1,000 on these games every week. We have to bet at least three, and each of our bets has to be at least $100. And then we're going to recap quickly. Miles, since I am the weekly winner, since you did come in second place, you lose! Good day, sir. <laughs> why don't you tell everybody?
0: Why don't you tell everybody how you did? So I did go two and one. Uh, my very first game, I took the Cowboys minus ten and a half against Carolina, and I, I did catch a lot of crap from people saying, "You really want to lay that many points?" And you know, this could be a game where Carolina bounces back, and I, I don't know why you do that. Well, this is the second week in a row where the Cowboys were double-digit favorites and covered handily. They, before that, they did it with the Giants. Here they did it with uh, the Carolina. It, it really wasn't that close. And I think the strategy of taking whoever's playing Carolina could be a winning strategy for the remainder of the year. They have one win. They have nothing to play for. They can't even tank in order to try to get a better draft pick because their draft pick is already forfeited to the Chicago Bears. So, the worst they do, the Bears are going to improve. So, they're in kind of like a no man's land where if they don't improve their team and they can't, you know, fail, uh, intentionally, they're just going to, they're just going to trot out their mediocre selves. So, uh, that game, you know, again for me, wasn't wasn't that big of a sweat, and I was happy to see uh, the Cowboys cover.
1: Yeah, I was one of those naysayers. I questioned that bet because the Cowboys hadn't played well on the road. Uh, their losses were on the road. Even games against the Chargers, they had just barely covered. So I was a little bit worried about their ability to go in uh, and win by that much. You were right on. It wasn't a sweat at all. They manhandled them.
0: They did. Now my second bet was not so lucky, and this is the second time this year I've made a really foolish bet based on what I perceived to be a value in the in the line movement. So this was the Cleveland Pittsburgh game and the over under total moved all the way down to 33 and i thought oh boy that is a juicy number that's gonna go over mm-hmm. and it never really got close it was it was uh, there was one glimpse of hope it was it was 10 to nothing at the half and i thought "Oof, that's just not enough we needed to be a little more balanced and then the second play of the third quarter pittsburgh ripped off like a 75 yard touchdown run i'm like "Ooh, 17 points that's really gonna do it and and then that was the end. I mean, there was just no scoring. I can't believe just how bad the Pittsburgh offense is. It's it's so noticeable. And they're, the fan base is just clamoring for some better players. And everyone's yelling. And yeah, you saw this week, finally, they took a little bit of action. But I don't know. I don't know if it's too little too late. I don't know if they're short a couple players. But that bet was nowhere close. I, I think it ended... 23 might have been the total I think the score was uh, 13 to 10 as a final and and well, I just never really got excited I mean there was a there was a moment and then that was it so that game was a complete friggin miss miss misspicked by me and like I said i I saw the total I'm like here's a value you know when there's a total that looks fishy you just have to know that there's a reason it's there and stop trying to take advantage of it
1: Well, I think your reasoning was right to look at that number being so low and saying it's almost impossible for NFL teams not to get over this number. But one of the things I mentioned, which may have come true a little bit, is that you had a brand new quarterback coming in. Dorian Thompson Robinson was replacing Deshaun Watson, and there was just no sort of background on him. So to make a bet on an offense on a team where there's no kind of context to see how he's been playing, that made me nervous. Uh, Yeah, he got the win. Good for him. And I like him. I think he's a good guy Uh, and has some potential, but I'm not surprised that the over didn't come in. And I would have liked a little bit more data on him before I went into that bet.
0: Sure. And what's funny is the last drive, it was like a two minute drill. He looked amazing. If he could have looked like that for the rest of the game, I think they would have scored. Like he was completing passes left and right, but for the most part of the game, it was punt. It was incomplete. It was just plain ugly. So, yeah, I missed. But uh, fortunately, my uh, my last pick did come in. I took the Vikings plus two and a half against Denver. Uh, that game was a huge sweat. Uh, oh, really? Do
1: do tell how you won that bet, Miles.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Listen, Minnesota should be pissed because they should have outright won the game. I mean, there's no question that they had the advantage. Like for most like three and a half of the quarters, but then Denver comes back. They, they kept holding Denver to a field goal and my, you know, and Minnesota was getting touchdowns a little bit. And then finally Denver got their touchdown and was up one and decided to go for two to put them up by three and they missed the two point conversion. And that was the difference because if they're up three, I lose my bet. If they're up one, I win my bet. And that was it. So it, it was, you know, I don't know, uh, 58 minutes of just you know, sweat until the very very end.
1: Look, I wouldn't say you lucked into this bet. I've certainly lucked into a couple of games, but to have everything riding on that one 2-point conversion and the last play of the game and if they make it they're over there, you know, you don't cover and if they miss it you do. And I think you had another bet on that game. Didn't you have another bet that also came in because of the missed 2-point conversion?
0: Yeah, I did. I bet th- I did a separate bet and not not on the show, but I did a separate under bet following the trends and then the under was for 43. And uh, if they came in at 41 with the two point conversion would have put it right
1: on the number But didn't you tell me in a text that your tv glitched and you didn't actually see the play like that's what made me laugh (laughs) We were texting and your tv
0: was on a feed that was different than mine and you were getting the 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 plays like seven seconds before me. So you're like, oh shit. And i'm like, well, nothing's happened What do you mean? Oh shit? And I didn't and then i'd see what would
1: happen Oh, I I actually interpreted that something happened with your tv right at the moment moment of the play and that you didn't see the stop. I didn't realize it was just a timing thing, but yeah. It was all timing. Yeah. Uh, Got it. Well, that was the ultimate sweat. It did come in for you. Uh, And then then you ended up uh, cashing. I did. So you had, an what, your sixth cash in a row now? He's got to be pleased with that. The crowd
0: is just on his feet here. He's a Cinderella boy. Uh. Six weeks. Yeah,
1: I remember this movie from last year.
0: It's uh, it's a little bit of a heater. It's nice. And uh, I, I think I threatened last pod that why aren't people tailing me? Well, this week, uh, RJ said he was going to tail me. So if he did, he ended up making some money for himself just on my bet. So good for you, RJ.
1: Well, we put this in the tweets. Are you paying attention? You should be paying attention to Miles V right now. He has cash six weeks in a row. Get on the tail. Follow what he's doing. So good for you. But as we've discussed, it was a distant, distant second place to my (laughs) two and one. Uh, And like you said, my two games on Sunday uh, were not sweats at all. And these were both bounce back games. So I had identified Jacksonville coming off of a big loss to uh, San Francisco and Buffalo uh, coming off of their shaky loss, uh, you know, to Denver as candidates to come back and play well at home. And that's exactly what happened. Um, Jacksonville, I'll talk about that first, because it was slightly a bigger uh, money wise, betting uh, wise in terms of 360 to win 300 were the numbers. Um When I went on to ESPN to look at the recap for that game, the ESPN headline read, and I quote, Jaguars bounce back from embarrassing loss with 34-14 drubbing of AFC South rival Tennessee. And I thought, I cannot write a better recap than that. For my analysis, for what happened, that's exactly what happened. I said Jacksonville was a better team than the one that lost to San Francisco. They are, they were. Trevor Lawrence stepped up. He was responsible for four touchdowns. He threw through to two to Calvin Ridley. He ran into, uh, at one point, Jacksonville scored on five consecutive drives. You know, even though it was 34-14, and even though Will Levis ended up with, you know, a couple hundred yards or 150 yards and two touchdowns, It wasn't that close. It was 27 to nothing before Tennessee scored a point. And by the way, Miles, file this away for future betting. Tennessee is now 0-6 on the road, and they have not scored more than 16 points in any road game. So if you're looking for hot seat candidates, number one, Brandon Staley of the Chargers. Number two right now, Mike Grable of the Tennessee Titans.
0: Yeah, you know how I feel about the Titans. The the one week I'll end up backing them will be the you know the week that they uh, that they lose, or the one week I say they're gonna lose will be the week that they win. So I, I don't have any sense of the Titans. I'm pretty much not including them in this year's NFL package.
1: Well, I won't say I don't have any sense because I did have a sense that they weren't playing well, and I capitalized on that. Uh, So that put uh, 660 back in my bank to start. And then my next bet was Buffalo minus 7 over the Jets, 330 to win 300. Look, Buffalo was coming in with a new offensive coordinator. They had fired Ken Dorsey, and Josh Allen was a different quarterback. He throws three touchdowns, a long touchdown to Khalil Shakir, 81 yards. Mm. Um, And you mentioned Zach Wilson. He was so bad. He is maybe no longer the starting quarterback of the New York Jets. Sala has said that he's going to weigh, you know, Wilson versus Boyle, but they did pull Zach Wilson. He was sacked five times at one touchdown, one interception. The Jets are just bad. Barely 150 yards of offense. Brees Hall, who you called a good player and he is a good player, had 23 rushing yards. So when you have a quarterback who is not accurate and not, Moving the ball down the field, you can really key on other skill players, and they took Brees Hall out of the game. Um, Hey, a little good news for the Jets. They did score their first touchdown in three weeks. So nice to see them in the end zone, but they didn't score in the second half. I did, I did talk a little bit about the under last week at 39 and a half. That also would have come in. Glad I didn't buy the half point. That was meaningless. This game was not close. Yeah, 32 to 6, all Buffalo. Again, no sweat for me. That put another 630 in my bank. Yeah,
0: that uh, I, that game did not go how I thought it would. I thought that uh, Jets' defense would keep it a lot closer. I thought maybe Sack Wilson would be better, and I didn't realize he'd get replaced. They might have had it. Might have been their punter, or someone had a had a fake punt and threw a pass. And I think that might have been the longer pass than than sack rolls in that all game. So yeah, they're uh, they're not good. I almost went Oppo. I'm glad I didn't. Um, you. You called that one. I think you've been really doing well with the bounce backs.
1: That has been my story this season. I can't win on the overs, but bounce backs have been my vibe. Uh, and lastly, we talked about it. I had Kansas City minus two and a half. That was minus 115. So that was 310 to win 269 in the Monday night game. Again, I'm not real. I can't, I'm not even that mad. I said it was going to be a tight game, a one score game. I thought, you know, the Arrowhead, Kansas City home field, Eagles hadn't beaten Uh, Kansas city. I think that I thought that was going to be the difference, we'll talk about this a little bit later, just as a little bit of spoiler, but something is still not totally right with Kansas city when they were in the lead in this game and they were running with Pacheco, they were doing well in moving the ball and getting first downs, but the defense wasn't quite enough. So then Philadelphia gets ahead and now Kansas City's got to throw the ball downfield. And that is just not their game right now. Travis Hel- Kelsey looks hurt. He's had a couple of really low games in a row. Uh, there's no continuity. Uh, Sky Moore was out. They're just, they're, they're deep gain their downfield passing game is just not there.
0: Their wide receivers are a bunch of nobodies. It's almost like the the Patriots wide receiving core. And if you remember in week one, we were saying, Kadarius Tony, what the hell's wrong? Are you getting paid off to not catch the ball? He had like four drops and it was like, are you, you know, on, on the take? I mean, is there something going what's with Marquez Valdez Scalding or whatever his name is? He dropped. That wasn't the only pass he dropped. He dropped several passes and I realized there was weather, but they, their receiving core is just playing horrible. And Kelsey is good, but he gave up a fumble when they were in the red zone. And that too was a game changer.
1: Yeah. It, you're right. And, um, they just, they just don't look like they have in the past. I don't know what's going on. By the way, I did want to mention there was a tush-push touchdown. Hertz did score, and that is the most amazing play because it just looks like it starts out as a regular quarterback sneak, and then all of a sudden, Hertz just moves forward like a good three to four yards. It's the craziest thing. I've never seen a play that is so consistently unstoppable. When Sirianni is saying it's really first and nine for us, he is not kidding. There is nothing you can do to stop that play
0: yet so many other teams have not mastered it and they try it and they can they fail so it's really Philadelphia's play
1: so luckily for me that was my lowest bet of the week so I do finish with 1290 I think that edged you out
0: yeah I had 1279 so 11 more for you so good for you you did win the week thankfully uh we're not doing weekly prizes or I would have lost again but uh I think I might still be a little up, though, over the course of the season. I think you are in the chase position.
1: Yeah, I've got you at 11,854 for the season, and I'm at 11,462. So we are having quite the barn burner season. Less than $400 separates us. We are both in the black this far into the season, which is nice to see. So it's going to be a race to the finish uh, to see who wins those NFL playoff tickets, because that is what we're playing for.
0: Oh my gosh, that is something. Can we like do like they do on DraftKings and just cash out early and just not have to do that? Because this is too much fun, to be honest. We're so close and we're both winning. So one of us is going to end up having to lose, but I guess it's really not a loss. We're going to go to a playoff game.
1: Absolutely. And maybe we'll end in a tie. So maybe we'll gracefully end in a tie and no one will have to pay out. Interesting.
0: Interesting. Well, let's talk about payouts for the one event army because they came out in almost full force. And we'll get to that soon. Uh, Zvagdus, he is so damn good. Uh, he hit two of his games. He had the Cowboys. He had the Jaguars. So he had one of yours and one of mine. So good for you Zvagdas.
1: I thought you were going to say that he uh, went perfect again. That, that didn't happen. No one went perfect,
0: but, uh, Donnie wheels had an interesting one. He had Cleveland he lost his other couple games, but then he took Green Bay, who was uh, who getting points, and Philadelphia, who were getting points, and he put them both on the money line. So he didn't take the points and had a huge bet there and won. So good for you, Donnie. Woods. Wow. Uh, Barons, he had Cleveland, so that was good. Uh, Bill Kuklanas came up with the new naming convention. Not Now it's not airports anymore. Now it's uh, ownership of the team. So mm. there was a McCaskey in there. Mm-hmm. There was uh Cronky. There was, there was uh, yeah. uh-huh. all kinds of weird stuff. Uh, he had Chicago, he had the Rams, and he had a push when it came to Houston because five was the number. So two oh one one for Kaklanis. Great job there. All right. RJ had the Bears. RJ had the Rams and he had the Texas push also. So good for RJ. And then again, he said he tailed me. So that's nice. Um, What about Cousin Nick? Let's see. Cousin (laughs) Nick had the Bears and the Cowboys. So he actually managed. Wait, in in 2023 he had them? No, he did. He had Pittsburgh. (laughs) So we said, you know, that's what he's going to do. He's going to take the Steelers, the Bears, and whoever's playing. uh, Carolina. Carolina. (laughs) So he was 2-1. and And then oddly, we got a man down. Dave, uh, Dave Siegel is MIA. He, the R Ar- he's missing from the army. I don't
1: know what happened. Do we have to send out for a wellness check? Do we need to make sure he's okay? I don't know. We might have to check with Hamas or something. I don't know where he is. <laughs> Dave Siegel. If you're a hostage, please let us know. We're coming to get you, buddy. Never give up. Never surrender.
0: Yeah. We're going to make Hamas nomas. So get over here. <laughs> um, yeah, that's, that was the army. So decent, uh, decent week for the army.
1: Decent week for the army. That's nice to hear. I think what we should do, Miles, is take a break here and then we are going to add $1,000 of new money, new Chris $100 bills into our wallet and let's turn our attention to week 12. What do you say? Yep, that sounds good. Although
0: last week when we took a break... I, I didn't hear a break. I don't know if you did, but I, I got no commercials in mind.
1: Uh, can't speak to that. All I do is put the breaks in. What happens after that is uh, above my pay grade, as they say.
0: Well, let's hope there's messages after this.
1: Some of our listeners might have gotten breaks. That, that definitely happens. Uh, it's not all the same. All right. We'll be right back with more of the One a Bet podcast in just a moment. All right. We are back with the One a Bet podcast. David Schiff here with Miles V. And we are turning atten- our attention to week 12. We put $1,000 of new money into our wallet, and we've got to make at least three bets, and we got to spend that whole $1,000. So, Miles, I am going to go first, and I am actually betting 440 to win 400. I'm betting the Denver Broncos minus 2.5 at home over the Cleveland Browns and look who has a four game winning streak. It is the Denver Broncos. Their defense has completely turned it around. Yes, they did get a late last second victory against Minnesota, but they are finding it a way to finding ways to win, and I think they make it five in a row playing against Cleveland. They really should have scored more points. You talked about the field goals. They had five field goals last week. So what does that tell me? It tells me they are moving the ball. They just couldn't get it across the line in the end zone but Russell Wilson is playing better uh, 27 of 35 over 250 yards and they have a great defense and really why I like this bet is now I've seen something on Dorian Thompson Robinson I said I wanted to see some data on him he wasn't great you know they won 13 to 10 but really he was mediocre 24 of 43 163 yards he had an interception I did look really hard at the under on this game, 34 and a half, because the Denver offense has been challenged, but they're starting to play a little bit better lately. So I think this is a situation of Cleveland with a quarterback quarterback, who was a backup quarterback. Now there's tape on him. Now Denver can really key on him and figure out what they need to do. And they are coming into Denver at the wrong time and finding a team that has turned their defense around. That's figuring out ways to win. And for two and a half points, I'll take Denver at home over the Browns.
0: I'm not going to lie to you. I probably would have made this pick if you didn't, I was thinking very similar to you. And when you sent me your picks this week, I'm like, damn it, we can't both be on the same game. I mean, we can It just wouldn't make for a very interesting discussion.
1: It's not fun. We don't want to do that, right? Yeah, Denver uh,
0: is surprising the hell out of me. I thought maybe they had their big win against Kansas City, their big win against Buffalo. You know, they won last week but didn't cover. But they get credit for the win, obviously. And I did make money by betting oppo them. But looking at just how poorly uh, the quarterback position is for Cleveland. And yeah, Dorian Thompson Robinson did not really do what I thought he would. Now I think Cleveland has a great defense and I think Cleveland definitely could continue to hold Denver to field goals instead of touchdowns. But I don't think that Cleveland is going to be offensively uh, skilled enough to, to keep pace. So, uh I believe it was Denver that started off at 1 and 4 and now they have a winning record and uh yeah I think uh there there's talk that uh, Sean Payton's figuring out something so
1: I think it's a good bet, David. Give him credit. This is why you hire a Sean Payton, I guess. He has made adjustments, which is such a key tool, and has this team playing a lot better. And you're right. This could be another 13 to 10 game, two offenses that struggle. But as long as Denver is on the 13 side of things, I'm okay with that.
0: Yeah, and the more you talk about it, I'm going to look into maybe the under on just a, a side bet. So I think that's smart. So uh, my first bet, this is gonna be weird for me, guys, because I never necessarily like to make my bets early in the in the in the week because then you know if you've, you've won or lost. And I'm I'm gonna be taking a, a Thanksgiving game on Thursday. My first bet is gonna be the 49ers, uh, minus six and a half against the Seahawks. And this bet will be uh, three forty. Um, Or 345, I think, because for some reason it's at minus 115. And from the time I locked it in to the time that we're broadcasting, the spread actually has moved to 7. So I got it at minus 6.5 at a minus 115, but currently it's at minus 7 at 110. I'd rather take the hook and and, and do the 6.5. Here's what I'm thinking, and it's very similar to what you're thinking about not trusting Dorian Thompson-Robinson. And that is on a short week, on a short turnaround in a game where Geno Smith got injured and got pulled for at least a few plays, uh, Drew Locke might be quarterbacking for Seattle. Now, we don't know for sure what's going to happen. It'll either be a semi-injured Geno Smith or a Drew Locke. And I don't like those chances against the Niners. Now, we saw ever since the Niners came back from their bye week and made a couple moves on defense, they've been looking as strong as they had looked at the beginning of the season. And, in fact, Brock Purdy had a perfect quarterback ranking last week. I don't expect that to continue necessarily, but I do think that they're going to overpower Seattle, uh, especially because of the weakness at the quarterback position. And I don't think Kenneth Walker is going to play either. So they're losing – you know what has been a very solid running back, and are going to put it in the hands of uh, Zach Shabono, who was was good in in college.
1: I think he goes by Zach Charbonnet, but you know, he answers to Shabono. Uh, by the way, Sonny and Shabono—one of my favorite duos. Ah, uh, in any event, <laughs>
0: like
1: Shabono—that's
0: that's kind of cool. Shaboni—I don't know. Shaboner—I don't know. But in any in any event, uh, this this to me. All adds up to a win for San Francisco, so that's who I'm taking at 3:45 to win 300.
1: Yeah, I think you're right on about San Francisco. They've certainly turned the tide after that three-game losing streak, where they've dominated the last two games. I think the question mark, and I think you're right on with the injury potential of Geno Smith. The Seattle Seahawks have been really unpredictable the last four weeks. You know, win loss, win loss, uh, just hard to know what's going on. in this game is in Seattle, which sometimes makes makes me nervous uh, when you've got a home team, you know, getting points. But all of the factors of a San Francisco team that is really clicking all cylinders again, they just had this weird three-week de- detour. And again, maybe the secret sauce is Debo Samuel. He was out those three games. They lose three games. Now he's back and they're winning. Hard to believe that he's the, you know, the, the, the mystery sauce for defense and all that. But it is true that now that he's back, they're, they're playing well. And they played really well the last two weeks. So, yeah, I, I can see this game coming in. Just a little bit of a wild card with Seattle. Okay. What you got for number two? Well, number two, you mentioned Thanksgiving, and it is early this week. It is Tuesday night, and I really wanted to be on a Thanksgiving game, and and I am. So I am on my beloved Detroit Lions, who are playing at home, as they always do on Thanksgiving. Minus 110, they are minus 7.5 against the Green Bay Packers. I am betting 330 to win 300. And the one thing that I've been really successful at this year, we've talked about it, are bounce back games. And I'm going to call this a mini bounce back for Detroit. They did not play well for the first two to three quarters against Chicago. Chicago punched them in the mouth. They got ahead. But they figured out a way to win at the end. Uh, They got a safety at the very end to make it a five-point win over the Bears. But I think that coming into Detroit on their home field, look, this is a primetime game for Detroit. This is a game that everybody's watching. They are a better team than the team that played against the Chicago Bears, and they are going to play better, and they're going to take it to the Green Bay Packers, um, who are coming off of a win. Jordan Love is playing a little bit better. He did throw for over 300 yards, but still, let's be realistic. Green Bay has lost five of their last seven games, and I think they lost Aaron Jones, certainly for this week, because it's on Thursday. Uh, He's got a bad knee and MCL sprain, so he's not going to be playing for them, which just puts more pressure on Jordan Love. It's a lot of points. That's the one thing that I really hesitated on this game. Green Bay is a little bit unpredictable, but... We know that Detroit can put up points. They can get ahead 14, 17, 21 points pretty easily. They are going to be at full attention. I actually think one of the issues with the Bears game is that they were looking ahead to this game because as we know, Detroit always plays on Thanksgiving and it's an important game for them. So I think they got caught looking ahead a little bit with Chicago. They recovered. They are not going to be looking ahead to anybody on Thanksgiving Day. They are going to be hyper-focused on the Green Bay Packers. They are a better team. They put up points and they're going to cover this thread.
0: My favorite tradition of Thanksgiving is watching the lions play at home. It's just, it's such a feel good story and they've been so bad for so long. And this year they're finally good. They're playing a team that I can't stand. I hate the Packers. I've always hated the Packers. (laughs) You've made that abundantly clear. I've, I've watched so many of their games this year, bet against them, watch them lose, watch them start slow. Uh, you know, it's a division game, so sometimes when division rivals play, it's a little closer than usual. But I totally expect Detroit to win. The, the question is, are they going to win by 3, 7, 10, or 14? I mean, it's it's going to be one of those uh, because Green Bay can't keep up. Yeah, Aaron Jones is dinged up. I think even their backup, A.J. Dillon, a little dinged up. So you take the running game away from them, and it's just too predictable – of how they're going to try to move the ball. And I think Detroit's going to just feast on them.
1: I hope so. That's the way I see it.
0: Well, you're going to laugh at my second pick because between the two of us, we've covered all of the Thanksgiving games. I'm actually picking two teams. I'm going to I'm gonna know where we stand really early in the week. And I am taking, you ready for this? I am taking the Handmaid's Tale special. The Washington Commanders, praise be and blessed be the fruit, Plus 11 against the Dallas Cowboys. Wow. I mean, I just took the Cowboys last week to uh, to, to win and cover, but I don't think they're going to do it this week. And do you know why I don't think they're going to do it this week? I, I'm, I'm dying to
1: know. Why don't you think they're going to do it this week?
0: Because Dallas, in Thanksgiving games, are 1-11 and 11 against the spread over the last 12 years. Wow, that is a good poll. I like it. They might win, but double digits against an NFC East rival like uh, the the, say the Redskins, like the Commanders, I think it's going to be a tall order. Yes, they've been winning by 20 points at times. And yes, they dismantled the Giants. They dismantled uh, Carolina last week. When they play bad teams, they usually win. I'm not ready to say the Commanders are a bad
1: team. I mean, do you know who leads the league in passing yardage this year? Uh, Sam Howell? Yeah, he does. The same Sam Howell who had three interceptions last week. That's Sam Howell. You no, know, the same Sam Howell that leads the league in sacks. But he, th- what does that
0: mean? It means he's always throwing the ball. I expect him to be down, but I expect him to cover. I think 11 points is just too many points to give. I, don't get me wrong. I think Dallas is great. But this is one where, I'm, where I really think that history shows, just like how the Unders are coming in in the evening, that Dallas on Thanksgiving is not a spread beater.
1: going to be honest with you. I hate this bet. You dick! <laughs> I get it. I, I, I just do. Like I get the history of, look, I found some stat that Dallas doesn't cover on Thanksgiving, and it's a pretty impressive stat. But put Dallas and Washington in the context of what's gone on in the last couple of weeks, where Dallas has won their last two games, the first one on the road by 23 and before that at home by 32. And then you've got Washington coming off of a loss to the Giants. I I am just not seeing this. You don't smell
0: bounce back. This is exactly your this is your forte. You don't see the commanders in
1: a bounce back position in a short week. A bounce back a bounce back only applies when the better team is playing against a lesser team and reverts to form. What form is Washington reverting to playing Dallas, who's playing at home? It would be one thing if this if it were switched and they were playing in Washington. I would, because I just feel like the home advantage does have meaning and it contributes points to the bottom line. I don't see this. Other than your stat, I don't see the analysis for this bet. This
0: has backdoor cover written all over it. (laughs)
1: Well, that's true. (laughs) Any double-digit score does. That is definitely true. But if they get up by 28 or 31, you you ain't backdoor covering this game. So good luck to you. I don't see it. I was shocked when you told me. I almost thought you were pranking me, to be honest.
0: Well, here's the thing. I'm betting it for 310 to win 282 because my other bet's going to be a little bit bigger. But I wanted to do it in the order of, uh, of Thursday. So... Yeah, uh, maybe this is me, again, trying to take advantage of one stat, kind of like I tried to take advantage of a line. But we'll see. I'm curious to see what the Army thinks of this one. Can the Commanders, a division rival, lose this game by less than 11?
1: I mean, look, you were right on with your assessment of Dallas going into Carolina, so maybe you're just seeing something that they're going to have a letdown and and not cover at home against Washington. So good luck to you. (laughs) All right. So that, that's your second bet. Um, so here's my third bet. I've got 230 left. I'm going to bet 230 to win 209. And I am strictly betting a number here. And that number is the Las Vegas Raiders at home. Uh, and I got them at minus 110. I think it's minus 115 now, but I got them at minus 110 plus nine over the Kansas City Chiefs. And if you remember last week, I gave everybody a free pick. I did say that the Raiders were going to cover on the road against Miami, which they did. They only lost by seven points in Miami, and that's with Aiden O'Connell throwing three interceptions. I don't think Aiden O'Connell is going to throw three interceptions at home against the Chiefs. I think he's going to be better than that. I don't think that the Raiders are going to win this game. I think it's going to be a six or seven point game. I am strictly betting the number here. As we've discussed, there is something not right with the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, they don't have the downfield passing game. If they can rely on Isaiah Pacheco, they move the ball. They did well. But a running game means a tighter game. It means a lower score. This is a divisional game. I can completely see this being six or seven points. This is all about the nine points. And by the way, the Chiefs are going into Las Vegas to play Max Crosby, who is one of the most disruptive defensive ends in the game. We've talked about him before. He won me a game. He had a sack last week. He had a tackle for a he had a deflected pass he is going to be all over Mahomes just like the Eagles defense was all over Mahomes they're going to win the game the Kansas City Chiefs but they are not going to win by more than nine points
0: yeah I mean I'm going to draw a parallel here and that is you may be betting the number but you're probably also uh, betting the historical that the, the Raiders and the Chiefs in the divisional game always tend to play each other tough yeah, they have a lot of history and a lot of close games and a lot of games that don't end how you think they are. So I think that might come into play, which again correlates to the Dallas not playing well on Thanksgiving theory. But nonetheless, uh, good for you. I, 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 you know, with the lack of receiving core that Mahomes has, uh, you know, they didn't bounce back after Kadarius Tony sucked in Week One. You know, and I, I, I just don't see them the same way I saw them earlier in the year. By the way, now that Joe Burrow's out, I don't see Cincinnati the same way I saw them at the beginning of the year either. So, of course, uh, these teams are just—they're just not—they're just, not, just not who they uh, who they were.
1: All the Raiders need to do is keep it close. That's that's all that they need. And by the way, in the spirit of last week, where I gave a game that I that I did not bet, but I did win on. Uh, I would tell you that the Giants Patriots over of 33 and a half. I would bet the over on that. Danny DeVito got them 31 points on his own last week against Washington. Uh, it's a low number. I think that that over will hit. So there you go. That's a freebie. Interesting.
0: Um, all right. Well, that isn't my third pick of the week. I didn't take your freebie. What I did take are the Philadelphia Eagles minus whoa, three. Whoa, whoa,
1: whoa, 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 wait a minute. You're telling me that you did not take the Pittsburgh Cincinnati game. So let's take a step back here. Last week, as we discussed, you took Pittsburgh Cleveland and you took the over because it was a very low number and you took it despite the fact that Cleveland had just lost their starting quarterback and they had an unknown quarterback coming in. Correct. That's all. That is all true. That is true. So what do we have this week? We have Pittsburgh going to Cincinnati. They're playing the Cincinnati Bengals who don't have their starting quarterback, Joe Burrow, who just went out for the season. The under is 34 and a half. This is like a do-over bet for you, like one way or the other. It's the exact same bet. I would be. Sh- I'm shocked that you haven't said I'm going to make up for it by taking the Pittsburgh-Cincinnati game. And I've learned my lesson. and I'm going to take my under because Pittsburgh sucks and it's a mediocre quarterback. Or you know what? It's still such a low number. I think that this game is going to go over. It-, it is the craziest thing to me how you had the the. the it- it's like a mirror bet. Like they're right there. They're exactly the same. I'm not falling for it. Okay. It's. <laughs> You're like I lost the, the Cleveland Pittsburgh game, which is why I'm not touching the Pittsburgh Cincinnati game. <laughs> I-, I am
0: quite sure it's either going under or over. One of those it shall do, okay? But
1: I'm not going there. Near- <laughs> but you have a chance to make up for it. It's right there. <laughs> no way.
0: No way. Not touching. All touch right. You. Whatever. I am taking the Eagles. <laughs> what's,
1: what's your What's your
0: You know, pedestrian bet? It's the Eagles minus three against Buffalo. And it's at a minus one fifteen, so I got to go three forty-five again to win three hundred. And let's just say this: until the Eagles show me that they that they're not going to win games, I'm back in the Eagles. They're amazing. They didn't even have a good game last night, and they still managed to win. And Buffalo has been herky-jerky, Jekyll and Hyde all season. Not to mention that they have a horrible against the spread as a road team. They don't fare well. And they're going into Philadelphia, where Philadelphia is really in the driver's seat. I'm fine giving the three. Uh, I, I expect uh, you know Josh Allen to have his share of interceptions. I expect Jalen Hurts to have his share of tush push touchdowns. I expect the Eagles to win this game, and three is uh, is comfortable.
1: I get it. And I think you absolutely could be. How can you not bet against Philadelphia? They're winning and winning, winning. Although I did make the argument last week that until a team goes into Kansas City and beats the Chiefs in Kansas City in a big game in Arrowhead, I'm going to keep betting Kansas City. And guess what? The Eagles went into Arrowhead and they beat Kansas City. So it does happen. The tide does turn. Yeah. The one thing that I worry about for you it's just emotional it's just the emotional letdown of the eagles put so much energy into beating kansas city on monday night football in the super bowl rematch that now they have to go into uh i sorry they have to play buffalo uh, in another tough game and by the way can we talk about the eagles schedule in general have you seen their stretch of games that they're going through right now so but before the chiefs they played the cowboys now they play the bills the week after that they play the 49ers then they play the cowboys again and then they play the Seahawks. It is an incredibly difficult run of teams. That doesn't mean anything, and they are a good team, and they should be favored at home against Buffalo. But I just hope they didn't leave it all on the field in Kansas City and come in, you know, and playing Buffalo a little bit flat.
0: Really tough schedule. And at the beginning of the year, as we were doing our preseason, I was saying we got to bet the Philly under because their schedule is so tough. I didn't expect them to handle their business like they are. But here's another fact for all you bettors out there. Buffalo is struggling on defense. They have a lot of injuries. They had a couple guys get knocked out of the last game, so they're not even playing with their top DBs. So I'm I'm kind of expecting that to be a factor too in them being able to stop Philadelphia. Yes, they've got a new offensive coordinator, but their defense, you know, you might be seeing a lot more Hamlin out there.
1: Look, as I said, hard not to bet against Philadelphia. They're nine and one, they're playing really well. And we didn't really talk about it against Kansas city, but they just have this ability to come out at the end and win these games. They play through fourth quarter. They don't panic when they're down early. They were down against Kansas city. They that's, that's the sign of a really championship team is they, they, they know what they're made of and they play all the way through 60 minutes and they end up on top. And this game might be one of those where they need a field goal at the end to win.
0: But they ended up on top all without AJ Brown, who I think had one reception for eight yards the entire game. So,
1: Can you raise your hand if you have A.G. Brown on your fantasy team? Yes, that would be me raising my hand. So, yeah, there you go.
0: So that's what it looks like for me. Um, I, uh, I hope to see our Army back at full strength and even more next week. So if you want to make your bets, go to Twitter or X and look us up at, at One A Bet Podcast, and you can put down who you think is going to win this week in the Thanksgiving extravaganza.
1: Yes, please do. We'll be posting all of our bets. We will be parked in front of the television Thursday, Friday, Sunday, Monday night. Uh, we're degenerates. Uh, we're going to be watching all the games. And, you know, tell us. Miles has cashed six weeks in a row. We're both up on the year. We're doing pretty well. Uh, we have a little bit of a semblance of what we're talking about. We love you guys. Thank you, everybody. Peace out. Miles, what do you have to say to these fine folks? Hey, love your body, Larry, and I think
0: the meme that you posted might have been one of the most widely viewed memes that we've had, so nice job on that one.
1: What, what did I post? I don't even remember.
0: It was, uh, it was the sweat, the sweating of uh, the guy. In the, in the... <laughs> 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 Check it out at One Event
1: Podcast. I totally forgot. That's right. It was very apropos because a two-point conversion for all the marbles and on it. So uh, good for you. Uh, all right, everybody, take care. We're out of here. Peace out. Happy Thanksgiving. Electric Ast- Welcome to Tuning into to Sound Wellbeing, where we harmonise your mind, body and soul. I'm Amanda, your sound therapy expert. And I'm Stephen, the curious explorer uncovering the mysteries of sound. Together we explore vibrations, frequencies and the power of sound therapy and tuning forks. Discover ancient wisdom, reduce stress and tune into a healthier life. Subscribe to Tuning into to Sound Wellbeing today. Welcome to Sarah Talk Solutions. Ladies and gentlemen, you've tuned into a beautiful type the show. I'm Sarah B. and I'm your host. You can find me on my IG, which is Aussie underscore Sarah underscore LA. I talk about amazing, relevant conversations and topics and what functions that goes on in this magical, wonderful, wonderful city of the City of Angels. My IG, which is Aussie underscore Sarah underscore L-A. electric Electricas.